I'd like to take a look at the bigger picture. Debbie Floyd is with us, CEO, DLB Financial Services. Thank you so much, Debbie, for being with us. And we have a lot of things that we are ready to discuss on the show. It is clear that you are seeing the sell-off that's occurring. Oil is moving higher. The Dow is down nearly 500 points now. Um, your thoughts on this uncertainty hitting the market pertaining to UK, Ukraine and Russia? Well, you know, there is going to be uncertainty, even if we were to change and have to have a international event. Um, I think it's really going to wake people up. You know, I think people have been dodging the fact that the economy is uh, in trouble, not in trouble, but it depends on your personal economy. We always say you're still going to have to buy a car. You're still going to have to buy a house. It doesn't really matter who invades what you're still going to have to live your life. And, and the problem is it's going to cost more to do all that. But even before today, it was seeing an inflation cost going up. We talked last year, uh, Nicole, that groceries were going to be more, uh, property values were going up, taxes were going up. So none of this is news. It's just coming to fruition finally. Right. And that's true. I mean, I mean, we saw reports today saying folks are their costs are about three hundred dollars more when they have gasoline, groceries, necessities. Um, there was also reports here in New York about Con Edison charging three hundred percent more to folks, um, making it very difficult for them to make it through. Um, that being said, when we look at the big picture, you still expecting the Fed to raise rates and do what they plan to do to fight this inflation that we're speaking of? Um, yeah, so ever since December, we've already seen rates go up, Nicole, almost a full point. And that's without the Fed doing anything. That's just the market being the market. So yeah, people are nervous. I think we're gonna see more of that. And if the Fed does raise rates, that means we're gonna be a point and a half more than we were at the end of uh, December. So that is a reality and that means if you're in the market to buy a house, you're going to be buying um, a little bit different a house than you would have bought last year um, by a lot. So it's going to change your square footage, going to change your value. And so, I mean, housing demand, there's no doubt housing demand has been hot as we look forward. And mortgage rates right now have been on the rise. I saw a 4%, a story about 4% for mortgages. I mean, the idea was that that wouldn't be enough to shun people away because there were days that mortgages were 10%, 15% and more, um, that they're still relatively low. And then it wouldn't be until the Fed had done several rate hikes that it might slow things down. You're right. And a lot of people are in leases right now. So, you know, I have a mortgage company and I see people every day uh, talk to them and they want to buy in June. They want to buy in May when their lease is up. So plans are going to keep moving forward. People are going to keep living. Uh, they just got to finish out what they started. So if they're in a lease now, they're not going to be able to get out until June or July. They're going to pay whatever those rates are. What choice do they have? They're not going to not buy a house. They're going to get out of their apartment or the house that they're leasing and own something. And like we said last year, it's always better to buy sooner rather than later. I'm custom building a house and it's going to be finished in a couple months. My rate was locked in a couple months ago and I've already gained like $70,000 equity. Haven't even moved in yet. So this is happening everywhere, just not down here in Texas. 
Mm -hmm. And I like your side in the bat, mortgage services. I mean, you certainly have a variety of talents and skill with a, a lifetime in the financial markets, Debbie. Um, that being said, for investors now, and they're making a portfolio, do you have certain sectors that you like more or where to park your money? Well, I do. I, I think we need to think about what are we going to see moving forward? So how does the average family live? If the average family, are they going to go out to movies? Are they going to go out to eat? Um, I think still staples are best. So it's things that you understand. We're still going to need furniture. We're still going to need food. We're still going to need clothes. Are they going to do high-end clothes? No. I think they're probably going to conserve some money on that. So I would look at the cost-effective stocks, the Costco's, the Target's, the Walmart's, the Procter & Gamble, the things that we use no matter what. Just kind of go back to when the pandemic started. Think about what you bought then when you were kind of in lockdown mode. Those are going to still be great sellers no matter when. That's a great thing to invest in. That's the future of our family. What would you stay away from? Is there the other side of this coin? I would stay away from, me personally, I would stay away from high luxury things that we can or cannot do without. So maybe those high-end luxury brands you're not so um, eager to do. Are we going to be traveling as much? Are we taking as many cruises? I think you're going to see leisure change a little bit, especially if this uh, problem that we've got right now escalates. I think it's going to lock down a lot of things. Not only are we worried about our economy, worried about our jobs, how we're going to make more money and the price of inflation, which we haven't seen in probably 20 years. A lot of people don't know, Nicole, that the prices can keep going up, just like they didn't know interest rates were once at 11 to 17 percent. We still bought houses back then. So I think we have to do some educating on what the economy holds and then think about going forward, what are we going to be able to see? Maybe not high-end cars as much as people buying just cars to get around. I, I think the luxury end is going to hurt a little bit, except for those that have that extra income to spend. What do you think traders, how do they interpret moves like this where, um, you know, a few hours ago we were saying winning week, third winning week in a row. We haven't seen three winning weeks since November. And, you know, things were feeling good for folks for IRAs and 401ks. And But does a trader view a pullback like this as a buying opportunity maybe um, for something that they were eyeing? Maybe it's some of the big, you know, tech names that they like that are on sale or things like that. I think we have to look at stocks that are not overvalued and businesses that in time of inflation, we're still going to need. So I think you and I can agree. We do Zoom, we do Skype, we do technology. So you've got to look at those technology mm -hmm. stocks and those are still going to be in favor because we're going to rely on technology more and more going forward. It's not less, it's more. So we have to look at those segments of the market. And I think a lot of people, when you talk about their 401ks and IRAs, may want to move some of that money into safer standings. You know, the market's been going up for years and years. And I read last week that a correction could mean 50% change. Well, 50% is a lot. Can you afford to lose half of your IRA or 401k like a 2008? And if you don't and you can't, you need to move that to safer money. That may be bonds, that may be other insurance products, or just maybe sitting in cash for a little while. You know, cash never hurt anybody, and it's better to keep it and save it than it is to lose it and have to make it back depending on where you are in that retirement cycle. Right. And, you know, when we think when you say 50 percent, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, our, our great recession, you know, when we 2008, 2009, 
this financial recession was unbelievable when people lost 50% of their money. Um, they were really afraid. They just didn't expect it, right? And so um, since then, since 2009, we've really been in a bullish uptrend. You know, some would say a bull secular market. Um, you know, but yeah. there's others, as you said, are calling for pullbacks here. Yeah, it goes in cycles. And so it's unrealistic for us to think it's just going to keep going up, up and up. If you look at the stock market since the creation of the stock market, it doesn't matter if there's wars. It doesn't matter who's in the presidency. It just matters what the stock market does. And that's the economy. So, yes, all of those things happen. And we've been on a great upswing for years. We've got to get ready for a downswing. And I think the economy is is taking that in. Also, supply chain problems, those are not going to go away. They're going to get worse if we do have escalations of everything that's headed on today. So get ready for some changes. And, you know, life is full of changes. There are people that are going to make a lot of money in the market when it changes. So you've just got to decide, do you want that much risk and how much are you willing to risk? And if you ride the market down, you really can't sell off. You need to stay in it so you can write it back up. It just determines how long you have to wait before you need to start start taking money out of those investments for retirement. If you've got 20 years to wait, you can handle it. If you're retiring in three years, you may not be able to handle it as well. Right. Debbie Bloyd, it's great to see you always. As we were speaking, um, the Dow went from nearly 500 points down. At this point, it is down 326 points. So off the earlier lows where we had this certainly a knee-jerk reaction, we'll have much to discuss in the weeks ahead. Debbie Boyd, always great to have you on the show, CEO of DLB Financial Services. Thank you. Good to see you.